Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, a homeless gay teen becomes valedictorian of his high school class. Puerto Rico now allows transgender folks to change the gender on their birth certificates. The hit TV series Riverdale is getting a gay romance. And Ryan Reynolds wants to see more pansexuality in his Deadpool movies. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. Let's face it, just about everyone's senior year of high school is fraught with stress, obstacles, and challenges. But it's safe to say most teens don't have the year Seth Owen just faced. In the middle of his high school sophomore year in Jacksonville, Florida, his father decided to take an unapproved dive into his son's cell phone, and in doing so, realized Owen was gay. His Christian parents gave him an ultimatum submit to so-called conversion therapy counseling, and attend their anti-LGBTQ church, or leave the house. Speaking to News 4 Jacksonville, Owen explained they made it clear the intention was to make me straight. While he continued to live with his parents, Seth found reasons to stay away from home. From after-school programs to swimming, Owen says he felt like he was doing something good with the struggle instead of doing something damaging. When he finally put his foot down about the anti-LGBTQ church, he was forced to move out this past February with no financial or emotional support from his parents. Owen shares, I was really, really upset. It was extremely hurtful to know that I was walking out that door not knowing what lay ahead and feeling I don't know how to explain it. It was devastating absolutely devastating. Sleeping on friends' couches and holding down jobs to support himself, Owen did what seems almost impossible. He maintained a 4.16 GPA, becoming the co-valedictorian of First Coast High School's class of 2018. Owen had already been accepted to the prestigious Georgetown University, receiving a $50,000 scholarship, but the remaining $27,000 of the $77,000 annual tuition was to be covered by his parents. With no support in sight from his parents, one of his teachers created a crowdfunding campaign to help the 18-year-old. I'll have the link to the crowdfunding campaign in my show notes. I'm happy to report that with a goal of covering that shortfall, not only was it met, but it was exceeded. And at this time, the crowdfunding campaign is at about $45,000 for Seth Owen. I couldn't be prouder of the LGBTQ community. And Owen expressed his gratitude, saying, I don't think thank you is good enough. Of course, I'm extremely grateful, but I think thank you doesn't say it. Now is the time to pay it forward. With an inspiring attitude, Owen says he plans to become a defense attorney for neglected teens who find themselves in situations like his. Bravo. 
transgender people in Puerto Rico are now able to change the gender marker on their birth certificates. A federal judge in March ruled the U.S. Commonwealth's previous policy, a 2005 decree from the Puerto Rico Supreme Court, which said trans people could not amend their gender marker on their birth certificates, was unconstitutional. The ruling took effect in the middle of July, and local media reports indicate several transgender Puerto Ricans have already changed the gender marker on their birth certificates. It's important to note that birth certificates are more than a piece of paper for transgender people. It's a life-changing, essential tool to access necessary services, travel, work, and live safely and with dignity. Local advocates and service providers say that after Hurricane Maria, trans Puerto Ricans who were living in shelters faced discrimination because of their gender identity, a lack of adequate housing, employment, and access to health care remain serious problems for many trans Puerto Ricans as they try and recover from the hurricane. Pinning a personal essay for the ACLU, Hildy Hall shared a very sad turn of events on what began as one of the happiest days of her life. Hall, a transgender woman, left her doctor's office this past April with her first prescriptions for hormone therapy as she was about to begin the journey to seeing her body reflect her true gender identity. Excited, Hall drove directly to the local CVS pharmacy in Fountain Hills, Arizona, a suburb of Phoenix. After handing over the three prescriptions from her doctor, a hormone therapy specialist, she was informed by the pharmacist that he refused to fill one of the necessary prescriptions to affirm her gender identity. Without any specified reason, according to Hall, the pharmacist, quote, kept asking loudly and in front of other CVS staff and customers why I was given the prescriptions. Hall says she became distressed and nearly began to cry right there in the store. She wrote, I didn't want to answer why I had been prescribed this hormone therapy combination by my doctor. I felt like the pharmacist was trying to out me as transgender in front of strangers. I just froze and worked on holding back the tears. To make matters worse, when Hall asked for the written prescriptions from the pharmacist so she could leave, he refused to return the written scripts. Hall was forced to call her doctor's office to intervene. According to reports, the pharmacist wouldn't return the prescriptions without being told exactly why the medication had been ordered. In her essay, Hall shares she left the CVS store feeling mortified. Eventually, the prescriptions were transferred to a Walgreens pharmacy, where the medications were filled without question. Hall adds that after the insulting episode, she moved all of her prescriptions from CVS to Walgreens so that I never have to see the pharmacist who discriminated against me again. She contacted CVS's corporate complaint line several times, but no one addressed her concerns initially. It was only after filing a complaint with the Arizona State Board of Pharmacy that CVS responded, saying in a statement, CVS Health extends its sincere apologies to Ms. Hall for her experience at our pharmacy in Fountain Hills, Arizona last spring. According to CVS, the employee had been dismissed, and they assured Hall that it had not responded due to an unintentional oversight. The company also indicated the former employee's attitude did not, quote, reflect our values or our commitment to inclusion, non-discrimination, and the delivery of outstanding patient care. Now, 
It's important to note that this isn't just a cautionary tale for transgender people, folks. I want you to understand, this easily could have been the case of a pharmacist refusing to fill a prescription for Truvada or PrEP, or refusing to refill a birth control script. At Walgreens, pharmacists are allowed to step down from filling scripts they don't find align with their personal religious beliefs, but at least there is a company policy requiring another pharmacist step in to accommodate the customer's needs. This CVS pharmacist wouldn't even return the written paper scripts. This was a guy taking out his own personal agenda against an innocent trans woman. In entertainment news, the second season finale of Riverdale featured an emotionally charged kiss between male characters Kevin Keller, who's openly gay, played by Casey Cott, and the character of Moose, played by Cody Kearsley, as the two characters finally start to lock lips in places other than dark forests and riversides. In interviews at the recent Comic-Con in San Diego, Cott revealed that Kevin and Moose will keep the sparks flying and will be a couple when the show returns in the fall. According to Cott, quote, we are dating in season three. It's fun to start off with that and explore that with Moose. The actor who plays Moose is the best, so I love working with him. Cott also revealed that his first kiss of the new season occurs in the school hallway, but Moose pushes him off because he's still closeted. Now, I'm totally up for Coos, or is it going to be Mevin as a couple? But this is Riverdale, so there's no such thing as an uncomplicated relationship. And you can trust and believe Kevin and Moose will hit some road bumps before the first half of the season is over. This Coos news definitely has me counting the days until October 10th, when Archie and the gang return for new episodes of the dark teen drama. Nicole Maines, a transgender activist and actress, has been cast as Nia Nal, also known as Dreamer, on the CW's Supergirl, making her the first transgender superhero in the history of television. The 20-year-old actress's casting was announced at San Diego's Comic-Con this past week. Nia will appear in the upcoming fourth season as a regular. She'll work as a reporter alongside Kara, also known as Supergirl. According to Deadline, Nia is, quote, a soulful young transgender woman with a fierce drive to protect others. Nia's journey this season means fulfilling her destiny as the superhero dreamer, much like Kara came into her own as Supergirl. Maines has previously appeared in the series Royal Pains and the documentary The Trans List. She and her family also filed a lawsuit against the state of Maine in 2014 to allow transgender children the right to use the restroom facilities that correspond with their gender identity. Maine's Supreme Court ruled in her favor, changing the state's law. Maine's told Variety in an interview this week, We can be whoever we want. We can do whatever we want. We can be superheroes. Because in many ways, we are. Supergirl Season 4 premieres October 14th at 8 p.m. on The CW. Also at Comic-Con, so much news coming out of Comic-Con, Ryan Reynolds wants to see more LGBTQ characters in the Deadpool movies. The Hollywood actor made his comments at a panel along with the rest of the cast of Deadpool 2, which was released in May this year. 
A bisexual fan asked Reynolds whether future Deadpool movies will include more gay or bisexual characters, and Reynolds responded, I certainly think that this universe needs to represent and reflect the world in very real ways. The great thing about Deadpool is that we're allowed to do things that other superhero movies don't necessarily do. He went on to add that he would perhaps like to see his own character, Wade Wilson, also known as Deadpool, explain his own sexuality, saying, quote, It's something that I'd love to see more of, especially through Wade, certainly in this universe. Deadpool director Tim Miller told the press in 2015 that the character of Deadpool is definitely pansexual. And Fabian Nichiza, co-creator of the Deadpool comics, has stated via Twitter that Deadpool is whatever sexual inclination his brain tells him he is in that moment. And then the moment passes. He went on to say he is no sex and all sexes. Deadpool comics writer Jerry Dugan said on Twitter in 2013, I consider DP to be ready and willing to do anything with the pulse. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Ryan Reynolds confirmed in May that there will be a Deadpool 3, although at this point there is no release date set. Singer-choreographer Bobby Newberry recently dropped his uber-stylish, sexy new music video, Lit, and trust and believe the video lives up to its title. The club-friendly track teams Newberry with sexy Brazilian rapper Aleph for the track and video who drops his raps in Portuguese. Oh, so sexy. Fashion designer Jeremy Scott also brings his own brand of sexy smooth to the video via pieces from his luxury fashion house, Machino. Newberry recently told Out about Lit, quote, I wrote the song about when you meet someone and have that instant, undeniable attraction and connection. They give you that rush that's almost intoxicating, like taking drugs, but you're high on the person, like butterflies in the stomach. They got you feeling lit. Newberry also shares that he's been writing and recording for seven years now and knew when the time came he would want to be an artist who's true to himself. Speaking to the HuffPost's Curtis Wong, he said, I made the decision to be open and talk about guys in my songs and be openly gay because I want to always be an authentic artist. And also to inspire upcoming artists so they can do whatever they want and be their authentic selves as well. Lit is currently available at all digital download sites. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only a lot shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close with Bobby Newberry's new track, Lit. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. You're looking at me like you want to take a bite. You're looking hungry like you got an appetite. Come over here and push up on me, right? Let this rhythm take control for the night.